This story is so familiar to us. It's one that we hear year after year. And yet, I think there are so many things that can be gleaned from this. And if we are willing to pay attention, it can be made new for us again. It starts here. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and told the disciples. The first things first here, Mary is the first one to discover that the stone has been rolled away. And she doesn't get close enough to actually peer inside. She sees the stone rolled away and immediately knows something is wrong. (laughs) And her first assumption is, they have taken away my Lord. They have stolen the body. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I have a friend who is a funeral director, and um, he, he got all this training about, uh, you know, how to prepare bodies and all of these kinds of things, and um, I'm pretty sure if he were to walk in and uh, see the casket uh, open and empty, there would be some issues, <laughs> he would immediately wonder, what in the world just happened? Who has stolen this body? Who has moved this person that uh, was not supposed to be moved? Like Mary, I think he would be thinking, this person didn't just get up and walk away. (laughs) That's not exactly how it works, right? But put yourself in her shoes for a second, because... Here, she has experienced Good Friday. She has experienced Jesus' death, her Lord's crucifixion. And she saw where his body was laid, and she saw how it was laid there. And she comes early in the morning on the first day of the week. It says, while it was still dark, still in the midst of darkness and confusion, and her world has been rocked. And she comes and is slapped in the face with yet another grief. The the duty that she wanted to perform, she could no longer do. The body has been taken away. They, They have stolen him. And she runs back to the other disciples and tells them. And then they come running up. And one outruns Simon Peter. We don't know his name, but he gets there first. But he doesn't go in. And then Simon Peter comes up behind him and and runs into the tomb and sees the linen wrappings. And something just isn't quite right about this. They're kind of all neatly folded up and the head wrappings are over here to the side, all nice and neatly rolled up. If you were going to steal the body, you probably wouldn't 
unwrap the body. Nor would you take the time to kind of neatly put it together. And then the other disciple who got there first but didn't go into the tomb, whether he was afraid or not, I don't know, he goes ahead and goes in and it says that he saw and believed. Now, the scripture doesn't actually tell us what he believed. It could be that he believed everything. He realized the breadth of what Jesus had been saying to them all along. And he believed he actually is risen. But then the next verse says, For they did not yet understand the scriptures that Jesus had been trying to tell them. So that, I don't know. For me, that negates that option. So my thought is, he believed what Mary had told them. Yes, the body was gone. And what do they do? They go back home. What else is there to do? They go back home. And so Mary is left standing outside the tomb. It's probably still dark. And she's crying and weeping, having experienced a double helping of grief, of loss, of pain. And in the midst of all of that, she peers again into the tomb to see for herself. And this time, instead of seeing an empty tomb and linen wrappings, she sees two men dressed in white. And they ask a simple question, why are you crying? And she goes back to her initial assumption. They have taken my Lord and I don't know where they have laid him. He's gone. And I am in deep anguish. And in the midst of her deep anguish, Jesus shows up. Jesus is present. And he comes up behind her and and she kind of spins around and, and he asks the exact same question. Woman, why are you crying? And then he asks an even deeper, more piercing question. Who are you looking for? And the scripture tells us that she mistakes his identity. The reader hears that this is actually Jesus, and yet Mary, this one that has walked with him for years, does not recognize him. And she thinks he is the gardener. The one whom she is actually looking for is standing there with her, and she doesn't realize it. Because she was looking for a dead Jesus instead of a risen Christ. When I was about seven years old, I was at the mall with my family. And we were um, in my favorite store, 
KB toys. Are those even around anymore? I don't, those are like long gone, right? Well, that was my favorite store. It was every kid's favorite store, right? Anybody else KB toys? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, maybe I'm just getting old. Um, so I was in this store and I was looking at all these toys, um, Star Wars toys, of course. And um, one of my friends from church came up behind me and she startled me. And uh, she, she went, boo, and like kind of pushed me in the back. And, and I spun around and saw her for a split second and realized who it was. And, and before I could catch her, she'd like run down an aisle somewhere. And, and I kind of chased down after her, but I, I couldn't find her. And then I, I saw her looking at another row of toys. I, I found her from behind. And I was like, ooh, sweet, I get to do the exact same thing to her. And I come up behind her and I push her and say, boo! And then I realized that it wasn't her. <laughs> Somebody that just looked like her from behind. And uh, so then I was, you know, quite embarrassed. And uh, I go, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, n- uh, wrong person. And eventually I did find her. But I, I mistook her identity. I didn't, I didn't see who it really was. I thought it was one person. Uh, and I didn't realize that it was another person. And Mary, in the midst of this darkness, early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, in the midst of her pain, she had just gone through the loss of her Lord and now couldn't find his body. In the midst of her crying and her weeping, her her eyes were filled with tears, were blurry. Her vision was not clear. Jesus comes upon her and she doesn't recognize him. And she continues a third time with her initial assumption and says, If you have taken him somewhere, please tell me where you have laid him so that I might be able to go and get him. She is still looking for a dead Jesus instead of a risen Christ. Who are you looking for, he asks. That same question comes to us today. Who are you looking for? Because the resurrection didn't just happen 2,000 years ago. The risen Christ, who Mary encountered, continues to be able to be encountered even today. If we can look for him. We are all traveling this journey called life, and in its deep search for meaning, we look for different things to try and fill the only hole that Jesus can fill. Who are you looking for? What are you looking for? Where are you looking for it? Because the answer to life's greatest question is not all these things that we try and fill our lives with. It is a risen Christ. Are we looking for 
the risen Christ? Are we looking for Jesus in the midst of our pain? In the midst of our sorrow? In the midst of the things that worry us? In the midst of our anxiety? In the midst of the violence in our world? In the midst of the pain and suffering we see around us? In the midst of abject poverty? Are we looking for Jesus or do we assume that he is dead and not actually present or real or alive? Who are we looking for? Life's deep search for meaning begins and ends with Jesus. In John chapter 15, in this same gospel, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you abide in me as I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. Abide in me as I abide in you. The risen Christ can be found deep within us if we're willing to let Christ fill our souls, if we are willing to look for Christ there, Christ can be found. Are we willing to open ourselves up to the possibility that God actually wants to make a difference in our lives? That God actually is present with us if we can notice it? Are we willing to let Christ call us by name and take up residence within us so that Christ's resurrection can continue to flow in and through us even now so that we can be Christ's hands and feet today. Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. And Jesus comes up behind her and says, Woman, why are you weeping? They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Supposing him to be the gardener, she says to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And then she recognizes. She realizes her true identity when Christ calls her by name. She realizes who she is once she realizes that the Christ she thought was dead is risen. Because Christ is risen, right? He is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ the Lord is risen today. Not just long ago, Christ the Lord is risen today and continues to make a difference in our lives if we will open ourselves up to the possibility that God wants to love us into our true selves, that God calls us by name and makes us who we are because of who He is. Christ the Lord is risen today. And so when we experience pain and suffering and worries and fears and anxiety and whatever it is else that we deal with in our lives, we can know 
that Christ is with us because he was crucified and Christ overcame it because he is risen. And death and sin and evil no longer hold the last word. Christ conquers it all. This is not fake news. This is good news. Christ the Lord is risen today. Are you looking for him? Who are you looking for? What are you looking for? Where are you looking for it? Because Christ the Lord is risen today. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Death, where is thy sting? As the hymn goes, Christ the Lord is risen today. Earth and heaven in chorus say, Raise your joys and triumphs high. Sing, ye heavens, and earth reply. And there's another line that says like this, Made like him, like him we rise. Christ the Lord is risen today in you and in me and in the people around us when we are willing to open ourselves up to God's presence and look for it there. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. 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 He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Amen.